This morning we are continuing uh, from our text from last Sunday where Jesus called two of his first disciples. This morning we pick up in chapter 1 of John, verse 40, and continue through verse 51. Hear now the word of the Lord. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Perhaps some of you have heard the story about the burglar who once broke into a home. He was shining his flashlight around at night trying to find valuables when suddenly a voice said, Jesus is watching you. Well, the man about jumped out of his skin, turned off his flashlight, and froze. But after a few minutes, when nothing happened, he cautiously began his search once again. But then suddenly the voice came back one more time, Jesus is watching you. Well, not completely freaked out, the man starts searching around frantically to find the source of his voice. And he saw over in the corner a birdcage with a parrot inside, and he hissed at the bird, is that you? Well, yes, the parrot replied. I'm just trying to warn you. Warn me, huh? Who the heck are you? Moses, the bird replied. <laughs> Moses, the man laughed. What kind of people would name a bird Moses? The bird replied, the same kind of people who named their Rottweiler Jesus. <laughs> the truth is, Jesus is always watching us. He sees everything going on in our lives, and he knows what we are about. Now, I realize for some of us here, that might be about as comforting as knowing that we're being watched by a hostile Rottweiler. But I assure you, this is actually part of the good news of the gospel. Let us pray. 
Gracious and holy God, I pray now that you would pour your Holy Spirit through me, that these words might truly become your living word to your people. And I pray that you would open up each of our hearts and minds, that we might receive that word exactly in the place that we need to hear it. For we pray this in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. If you recall from last Sunday, we read how after baptizing Jesus, John the Baptist went and found two of his disciples and brought them back the next day to the place where he had encountered Jesus before. And when the Savior came by again, John pointed them in his direction, and then they began to follow Jesus as he invited them to come and see. Now, one of these two disciples was named Andrew. And when Andrew realized that they had found the one that they had all been looking for, he went and found his brother Simon and said, we have found the Messiah. And so just as John the Baptist had done for Andrew, Andrew now does for his brother as he brings Simon to Jesus, who takes one look at him and says, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, or Peter, which means rock. Now, at first, you might think this is sort of a, an ironic nickname, you know, kind of like when you call a really big guy tiny. I mean, after all, until the day of Pentecost, when Peter received a gift of the Holy Spirit, he was anything but solid, steady, and dependable. In fact, about the only time he seemed like a rock is when he sank like one when trying to walk towards Jesus on the Sea of Galilee. But you see, Jesus didn't just see Peter's character flaws and shortcomings. Now he saw the person that Peter would one day become. And so Jesus gave Simon a name that matched the person that Jesus saw him to be when he looked at Simon. The truth is, Jesus always sees us, not just as we see ourselves and not just the way we are today, but he sees our potential, our possibilities, our created destiny. Jesus sees through us to who we can become. Where we see only limitations, Jesus sees opportunities. Where we see only weakness, Jesus sees a vehicle for his own strength. Where we see only a sinner, Jesus sees a beloved child of God whom he has redeemed at the price of his own life that we might become instruments of his grace. Jesus always sees through us to who we can become. When Jesus looked at Saul the Pharisee, he didn't just see the great persecutor of the church. No, he saw Paul, the great missionary to the Gentiles. And when Jesus looked at Simon, he didn't just see a bumbling, impetuous failure. No, he saw the man that Simon would one day become, the strong, steady leader of the early church. You know, I wonder what Jesus sees when he looks at you and me. Does he have a, a special name for each of us as well? something that reflects the person that he has created us to be? 
I wonder if we knew those names that we might think that they were ironic as well. After all, we tend to see ourselves through our insecurities and shortcomings. I'm sure the, the younger version of my introverted self who avoided public speaking like the plague would laugh hysterically at a name like Preacher. But I wonder, I wonder what name Jesus has for you. Gracious host, encourager, optimist, generous giver, listener, loyal follower, faithful friend, leader, peacemaker, servant, teacher, preacher, rock. Be very sure when Jesus looks at you, he doesn't just see your, your insecurities and your limitations and your failures and your past. Jesus sees so much more than you can even imagine. Jesus sees through you to who you can become if you will but surrender your life to him. And as you spend time each day listening to his voice through prayer and scripture and devotions, Jesus keeps whispering that name, slowly calling forth the person that he already sees you to be, just as he saw that Simon would one day become Peter the Rock. Well, having found his rock, Jesus then heads up north towards Galilee where he comes across a man named Philip. And he calls Philip to follow me. And then once again, just as John had done for Andrew, and Andrew had done for Simon, now Philip does for his friend Nathaniel as he goes and tells him that they had found what they had all been looking for, the one spoken of by Moses and the prophets, Jesus of Nazareth. Now apparently, Nathaniel did not have a particularly high view of Nazareth, and he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, I haven't been in Alabama too long yet. But I have learned a few things. And I wonder if this, this is kind of like maybe an Auburn fan hearing someone talk about Jesus of Tuscaloosa. Can anything good come out of Tuscaloosa? Except Najee Harris, of course, who just as a reminder to everyone wears the black and gold now. And so just as Jesus did for those first two disciples, now Philip says to Nathaniel, come and see. So Nathaniel goes to check out this Jesus, son of Joseph. And when Jesus sees him coming, he says, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Now Jesus is actually making a play on the history of their people. If you recall, Israel was the name given to Jacob, whose 12 sons formed the 12 tribes of Israel. So Jacob was literally the first Israelite. 
and he was most famous for his deception of his father Isaac when he tricked his father into giving him the blessing that belonged to his brother Esau. Now, maybe Nathaniel was someone who prided himself on his honesty and integrity in contrast to his ancestor. Or maybe, like Jacob, this was actually an area in his life where he struggled greatly. Whichever it was, Nathaniel's understandably surprised. And he wonders out loud how Jesus, whom he has just met, could possibly know something so personal about him. And Jesus says, well, I, I saw you over there under the fig tree. Well, now Nathaniel's downright stunned, and he declares that Jesus is the Son of God and the King of Israel. But why, why would hearing that Jesus saw him behind a tree evoke such a dramatic response from Nathaniel. I can only assume it's because Nathaniel thought that he was so well hidden behind that tree that there is no way Jesus could have possibly seen him. But the truth is, Jesus always sees us long before we're able to see Jesus. And sometimes I think we're like little children believing that as long as I can't see Jesus, he can't see me. And so we stay away from the church. We stop praying and reading our Bibles, thinking that we're hiding from Jesus. But Jesus always sees the truth about us, regardless of which tree we are hiding behind. And we all hide behind some sort of tree, don't we? Trying to avoid certain realities or responsibilities in our lives or trying to cover up certain things that we don't want anyone else to see. I wonder, what's the name of the tree you like to hide behind? Hurt? Shame? Victimization? Work, achievement, regret, resentment, religion, self-righteousness, insecurity, shyness, doubt, fear. Whichever tree it is, be very sure that you are never so hidden or so lost that Jesus cannot see you and find you. For there is nothing that he does not see. Now again, for some of us, this might be a terrifying thought. I mean, after all, the whole reason we're hiding in the first place is that we don't want anyone to see the truth about who we really are inside or what we have done because we're afraid that if someone actually knew us, that we would not be accepted. But Jesus does see you. And he accepts you. And he loves you so much, he gave his own life for you. And he always sees through you to who you can become if you will but come out from behind whatever tree you are hiding and follow him. Well, after hearing 
Nathaniel's dramatic declaration. Jesus says, you believe because I said I saw you behind the tree? You ain't seen nothing yet. You come with me and you're going to see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, Jesus is once again alluding to the story of Jacob here when he was on the run from his brother Esau. One night while Jacob was sleeping, he had a dream. And in this dream, he saw a ladder that connected heaven to earth. And he saw angels going up and down on this ladder. And then the Lord came and stood beside Jacob and reaffirmed all the promises that God had given to Abraham. And when Jacob awoke, he said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And so he named that place Bethel, which means house of God. And what Jesus is telling Nathanael is that he is going to see the same thing that Jacob saw, but with one additional stunning revelation. Jesus is the ladder. Jesus himself is the one in whom heaven and earth are joined together. Jesus himself is the house of God, the place where the presence of the Lord is to be found. And when we follow Jesus and listen to his voice, not only do we discover what Jesus sees in us, but we also discover more of the truth about Jesus. After all, we all have our own idiosyncratic preferred but limited and inadequate view of Jesus that does not capture the full truth about who he is. I mean, just look at all the, the different titles that were given to him these last two weeks in our text. Lamb of God, Rabbi, Messiah, the one spoken of by Moses and the prophets, Son of Joseph, Son of God, King of Israel, Son of Man. And they're all true in their own way, but Jesus is so much more than all these titles. As you read back in the very first verses of John, Jesus is the very Word of God made flesh. The one who in the beginning was with God and who is God. The one through whom all of creation came into being and through whom you and I are being joined to heaven itself and transformed from one degree of glory to another. And if we will come with him, Jesus assures us that our own vision will become sanctified and we will begin to see the most incredible things. Back in May, I performed a wedding down in Boca Grande, Florida for some dear friends of ours from Swickley. One morning, the father of the, the bride took a few of us out fishing on his boat. And as we were cruising through some of the islands, the, the sun began to come up over the horizon. And as it was passing between some of these beautiful houses and through some of these trees. The colors were so incredible. It was absolutely stunning. I, I pulled out my phone and I started trying to take pictures of this incredible sunrise. And yet every time I would take a picture and look at it, I was so disappointed because it didn't come close to doing justice to what I was seeing with my eyes. 
I mean, they were, these pictures were faithful in their own way, but, but they were just a feeble, distorted approximation of the reality. I think that when we look at ourselves and when we look at Jesus, it's kind of like looking at those pictures on my phone. There is truth in what we see, but it is a feeble and distorted approximation of the reality. But as we devote ourselves to Jesus, he shares with us his own vision of reality so that we begin to see things the way that Jesus sees them. We begin to see more the truth about Jesus as we discover that when we look into the face of Jesus, we are looking into the face of Almighty God. And we begin to see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us. And remember, Jesus always sees through us to who we can become. And when Jesus looks at you, what he sees is more spectacular than the most beautiful sunrise you could ever imagine. And if you will come to him and listen to his voice, which alone holds the truth about who you really are, then eventually, like Simon, you too will become what Jesus already sees you to be. May it be so. Amen.